Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. We've seen the story before. We've seen the story before. We've seen the story before. Big news. The Athletic NBA Show will now bring you even more content through the Athletic Audio Plus. Subscribe now for a free 30-day trial via Apple Podcasts to listen to bonus specials, exclusive interviews, Q&As, and more. And after your trial, it's only $1 a month for access to all Athletic Audio plus bonus content across our entire network of shows. Check out the Athletic NBA Show's latest bonus episode now only on Apple Podcasts. Hey everyone, this is Andrew Schlecht. And I am Alex Spears. And you can join us every Saturday on the Athletic NBA Show for the Saturday Slammin' Jam. We will bring you the most interesting plots and storylines from the playoffs, fun guests, and a weekly trivia show where I attempt to completely embarrass my co-host, Andrew. So grab your coffee, do your chores, and turn up the Saturday Slam and Jam right here on the Athletic NBA Show. Hey guys, it's Dave DeFore. Join me and my buddy Seth Partnow and Moda Keel every Friday right here on the Athletic NBA Show for Nerdishy Road, a podcast that attempts to look at the cutting edge of the NBA and the sport of basketball. Whether it's sports science, a deep dive on X's and O's, tales from the video room, or the next big thing in analytics, you can find it all every single Friday on Nerdishy Road right here on the Athletic NBA Show. Every Thursday morning, after a long night of Wednesday playoff action, just waiting for you in your podcast feeds as you wake up, it's Point of Contention. On the Athletic NBA Show as a part of the Athletic Podcast Network, it's myself, Zach Harper, teeing up the toughest topics and questions to Marcus Thompson and Ethan Sherwood Strauss with Jade Hoy producing every Thursday. Subscribe to the Athletic NBA Show. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to give you some of the craziest and most hard-hitting theories and takes of playoff action possible. And you'll get point of contention right in your eardrums. In fact, if you don't like it, We'll have a point of contention for you right here on The Athletic. Want an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news and trends in the NBA? Listen to the NBA Daily Ding podcast Monday through Friday. Wake up and turn up the NBA Daily Ding to stay informed on all things NBA here at The Athletic and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to The Athletic NBA Show Monday through Friday on The Athletic Podcast Network. Uh, Guys, I got to say, Bucks in four. It's a sweep. The Bucks are just better. Like they they miss PJ Dozier, man. Like like that's that's where their defense is. Yep. Fire up the fucking doom ship. Oh I'm God. hey, I'm burning this bitch down tonight. <laughs> <laughs> God, the number one seed getting cracked like that. Mm-mm. The same weekend. Listen, the real KD. <laughs> oh my God. The real KD. <laughs> that oh shit God. crazy, bro. New York strip steak. This is the basketball buds. Braised beef short ribs. With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. We got Trevon Edwards. We got Dave DeFour. We got James Edwards III. We got Jay King. Jade Hoy is producing. And we got an NBA final series after Giannis and the Bucks put it on the Suns in game three, 120 to 100 to avoid going down 0-3. Now, maybe the Bucks have some life. Maybe the Bucks have figured some stuff out. Maybe, just maybe, Mike Budenholzer will be a champion. And so, at this point... Do we feel like the Bucks have figured something out? And do we feel like they have the resilience that has, um, I guess, you know, escaped them over the last couple of years because they go down 0-2 against the Nets, come back and win. Lose Giannis. Now, granted, Trey Young was hurt, but they lose Giannis against the Hawks in the conference finals. They win that. 
now maybe with Giannis coming back in a insane amount of time after that hyperextension. I mean, we were basically, you know, writing their eulogy last week. And so now they're in this, they're winning. They kicked the sun's ass in game three. Jay, what is your hot take on this Bucks sun series? You were very pro bucks last week. What are you now? I don't really have a hot take. I just think Giannis has been playing very good basketball lately. Um, I just think it's so hard to play with the force that he's playing with as often as he's doing it. Like, it's easy to say Giannis should get layups. Giannis should get dunks. Giannis should get to the rim no matter what. But for him to do it for 40 minutes a game, I don't think he made a shot outside of five feet in game four. Like, I looked at his shot chart. He, it was all right near the rim. It was all right there. And I'm, it's just, I marvel at just the, the relentlessness and like just the sheer stamina it takes to just get to the rim and bully guys time after time. The last couple of games, he has been outrageously good. And, and he's just kind of shedding smaller defenders and doing what he wants and going up and getting it on the glass. It, it's He's made the game look really, really easy the last couple of games. I think this playoff series for Giannis, or I'm sorry, just this playoffs in general has been kind of, I don't know what the word is, but this Giannis we're seeing now isn't the Giannis we saw to start. And for him to look within – um, I don't know if somebody got to him or if he just realized it, but for him, the the, the terrible shots are gone. Um, he's doing what he does, and he's doing what he does best. And for him to just kind of have that, I don't know, patience and attitude that to understand that this is what's going to need to happen for our team to win, like kudos to him, man, because this was not necessarily the same Giannis we saw a series and a half ago either. It's wild how good they look when – the other two guys show up, isn't it? Yeah. Because yep. Giannis has been here, right? Like you cannot, you can't say that they lost either of those two first games because of Giannis. And tonight, the other guys step up and and they win big. You know, I, I think we, we're going to get into this when we talk about that third quarter, but it was still closer than this score would suggest. They, they had that great run at the end of the third that kind of put it away. But I, I think if you're Milwaukee, you shouldn't feel like you figured anything out. The Suns did not shoot well. You did. You defended a little bit better than you have. But a lot of it was the Suns missed a lot of open shots, too. So I, I think that, you know, you're, you're still looking for that next adjustment from Bud in game four. Because otherwise, you're just going back to Phoenix, you know, for a party. Do we feel like uh, the Bucks are going to be concerned about the free throw disparity in game three? That it wasn't fair to the Suns or... Is that just a game one thing? No. Okay, because it's the exact <laughs> no. same disparity yeah. as game one, but it's just reversed. So I'm just curious. What's well, funny, curious Zach, you know, when you don't play scared, you go to the free throw line. It is funny how that works, right? I mean, the, yeah. last, the last two games, like, I mean, Giannis has been attacking relentlessly. I actually disagree. Like, I think you could say they lost game one because of Giannis, not anything he did, but the team not knowing what to do with him. Um, I think I think there was some awkwardness in game one trying to figure out what he could and couldn't do in real time because it's not like they had practices with him, right? Um, yeah, that's fair. And, and, that's and fair. real prep. Circumstantial. And so I, and I, yeah, and I thought it just – I thought it left everyone kind of like in limbo and then defensively like he just wasn't very good. Um, he wasn't able to close out. He wasn't able to really challenge shots on the perimeter. And I think the Suns figured that out at one point. And look, like I – are we really going to blame him? Like, no, he's coming back a week right. from a hyperextension. But but I do think there was confusion just based on his whole existence back on the court. But, yeah, like game game two, you know, there were some comments about, hey, maybe Chris Middleton and Drew can't, can't you know, get in a rhythm because of Giannis. And, like, Drew Holiday missed eight shots around the – around the rim, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, I mean, I, Oh my God. I don't, I don't know what terrible. you do with that. Yeah. He was just bad. And like Middleton may, may, but even Middleton like was just missing shots. And then tonight Middleton hits a bunch of threes and all of a sudden like, Oh my God, it looks better. Drew holiday hits a couple of threes. And I think the third quarter and like, Hey, it looks better. Right. Like, I mean, it's just like everything. All of a sudden, Bud can coach. Well, well hold on. <laughs> right. 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 Well, again, we'll, we'll talk about that third quarter. Cause I, I, he almost blew it. Well, what do you mean? Like, what what specifically in the third quarter for you made you feel like? Okay, so so Aiden picks up that foul and Monty goes small. Okay, 
they get the they have one possession where they're they're getting the Bucks in rotation. PJ Tucker looks awful. Brooke gets gets burned for a wide open Jay Crowder three. Immediately they sub they sub out Brooke Lopez. They bring in Connaughton uh, for for Brooke Lopez. That was the wrong move, and and the Suns capitalized on that. And and they actually what did they bring it back to was six. I think I'll have to rewatch this, you know, tomorrow, but um, that almost cost the Bucks the game. They get Brooke back out there. The defense settles and, you know, and Bobby Portis was fantastic and they were able to, to ice the game at the end of the third. But man, dude, this is not a PJ Tucker series. It's a, it's a Pat Connaughton series, mm-hmm. surprisingly. The, the and thing, I think that that one little thing, like they almost got, they almost got burned by that. The thing about when they go super small against around Giannis like they did there is they don't actually have more spacing than they do with Lopez in. And so exactly. it, it it really like they're not able to get all the benefits of downsizing and they still get some of the, the downside of it. And the Suns want PJ Tucker to catch the ball in the corner. They want they Tucker want to that. catch the ball. They want Connett- they're okay with Connett- fully, catching the ball like I don't fully he'll turn on PJ Tucker. I think he played a, a very terrible game, but he's out there for a reason. And I think that obviously how Dave, you put it in the, the, the great standpoint of, you know, focusing on that and, and, and exploiting him um, at that potential at that particular time where they got themselves back in the game. But I, I, I'm not hung up on content like that. I, I think that content was, was good for them today. And, but it's not. It hasn't been too consistent. You know what I mean? Like, you you can't just put Connaughton on CP3 or uh, Devin Booker. You know what I mean? PJ does do the things that is unstated and, and still whether it's whether it's foul or not, it's effective in some points. But yes, they lose on offense. But for the most part, you have to look at it like he just played bad. And luckily, Giannis is Giannis. And then you got the help from guys actually making shots today. I think that they're going to make shots the next game too. And it's going to be very close to when we think, because I know everybody was screaming 4-0 and 4-1. And I think this series goes down to six. But uh, I don't see P.J. having a bad game like that again. But then I, I wouldn't change the lineup at all. I-, I thought Tucker was – I thought especially in the first half, he made some really good plays, winning plays. And then the other part is, like, who else do you go to if you're Boonholzer? Like, if, if this is not a P.J. Tucker series, like, what what player is it? Well, series? I think it's a fact. Connaughton played 30 yeah. minutes. Like, yeah. you could give him a few more minutes than that. But it's like, they're basically only playing seven guys. Eight if you count Jeff Teague, who probably would have played less time if the game was closer. So, I just don't mm, know. Yeah, like, like Brent Forbes hasn't been go. great. Like, when you look at it, like, P.J.'s a guy that needs to start. He's ineffective coming off the bench. Like, he's a person that needs to be, like, positively rewarded with some things of, like, hey, here's a gold star type thing. You know what I mean? And in that situation, his confidence isn't there if you're bringing him off the bench. And, you know, uh, they don't – they don't they need defense. They don't need more offense in that situation. Yes, P.J. was known and, and, and made a little more career for himself knocking down that corner three. Well, he's no longer Mr. Corner Pocket. That's Norm Powell. And – but he still steps up. And, you know, what I mean, the, the time that he was on Booker, even though Booker uh, missed shots, he did a good job on Booker. Um, and then, you know, obviously picking up hacking and stuff and does, doing the other things that hurt his team. Um, but he has to be out there. You know what I mean? Because he does the little, the other little things when other guys aren't available in that space. I don't know. I, I, I lean toward having Brooke and, and Connaughton a little bit. But again, like you said, he's going to play. They only have seven guys. I mean, Bobby Portis, they're leaning on Bobby Portis. And I don't mean to disparage him because I certainly like Bobby Portis and, and he was great in his game tonight. But that's not the best, right? Like you're in the NBA finals and, and that's kind of where you're at. And, you know, we, we were talking about how much Pat Connaughton is playing. And the options that they've got. And, you know, you would hope that Bryn Forbes would give them a little bit more. Because you you can trade off the defense as long as you're getting that much offense. 
But I don't think that Brent Forbes is going to give him enough on the offensive end. But no, that's why Brent. But that's why Brent, But that's why Brent yeah. Forbes hasn't been playing, and that's why we're seeing right. more Teague minutes. Like that's the thing; he's been struggling, and we can't ride off of what he did in the in the end of the regular season in the first round of the playoffs. He has lost his confidence, and I think he's going to continue to try to find his way in this series if he's thrown in there. But the safer option which is scary is Jeff T, you know what I mean? Cause Jeff T made some questionable plays and, but you had to kind of still ride with him because he runs the offense and, and, Bud knows him, you know, not from the Hawks. So, um, you know, they don't have too many options. They're not like crazy deep. You know what I mean? Like they had to give the NASA some early minutes on. And I was just like, what is happening right now? But, you know, I, I just don't see. <laughs> did they have certain, to, or did they just they had, choose to? <laughs> nah, I, I think I think they had to because it just was more so very thin. Like I yeah. mean, and the thing about Bobby Portis, he can be great for you, but once he gets off the rails as far as physically and and, and going back to bat with guys, you know, it's hard to rein him back in. You have to reel him back in, and that's where Bud pulls him, and he gets frustrated. He's slapping a chair. And then they calm him down and refocus, and then he's back offensively good again. But once he's, like, pulled away, and I think that's what hurts them a lot because they have to micromanage so many guys. Yeah. And, like, as your security blanket, you can't just throw in the Nassis because that's when teams make their run when they feel like they can, you know, do what they need to do, especially, you know, he's he's a he's an up-20 guy. You know what I mean? He He's... He's the, the 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 last guy on the bench. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't want to call him a, a mascot because he's a professional basketball player, but um he he keeps them motivated. You know what I'm saying? He's the guy that's keeping Giannis in the game when Giannis is questioning himself at halftime. Like he listens to his older brother, but you, you know You know what's wild? I have an admission here that that's probably a little embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I found out tonight that Thanasis is the older. That he was older. Me yeah. too, dude. Oh I, yeah. I always right assume just because of the way he, he the way he acts. I always assume like oh mm-hmm. younger brother Giannis is taking care of younger brother. I didn't. I never knew the like the the hierarchy. And of Giannis them all. is so much bigger too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So exactly. your national tennessee is like yeah. <laughs> he is the chocolate yeah. <laughs> But like when you think about it, like nobody gets excited like that except the big brother. No, like I, I don't know, I, man. If my if my if my big brother got me a job, like I think I'd be pretty excited all the time too. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's what I'm. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I feel like the biggest champion for the little brother, like whenever, like through sports history, is the big brother. Like Seth doesn't really ride for Steph. Like Steph rides for Seth. I don't know. All I'm saying is I'm disappointed. In my little brother. He got all the size and. No basketball talent, man. Come on. Damn, I'm jealous. You, had to, up, you had to just throw him under the bus right. like that, huh? Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to throw him under the bus. And he listens to the show, too, so I'll probably get a text in the morning. <laughs> Jay, which which of your which of your brothers did you just kick the ass of in basketball all the time? My brothers, they're, they're all pretty good at basketball. Um, I was definitely okay, the so best. Okay, so Jay's the worst. So Jay's the worst. Because <laughs> if you were the best. Are you the only one that played in, in college? I, I mean, I I was on a college team. I wouldn't say I played in college. Okay, okay, um, fair. I respect that because we wouldn't have we weren't going to fact check. I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> we went we went two and twenty two my freshman year. We were very very bad. That's fun though. What? Yeah, it was bad that teams fun. are fun. No, good teams are fun too. But bad teams are fun too. Some of my best memories were being on a bad team. No, that shit was horrible. No, man. that's awful. <laughs> <We're talking laughs> no, I, it's not that I like to lose. It's just I got some good memories getting my ass kicked with a bunch of dudes that I've played basketball with. It was fun. In hindsight. It wasn't fun in the moment, but it's fun in hindsight. <laughs> so I got a question. What does this win do to the series? Does it make it interesting or does the Sun still look like the favorite to win? I mean, I think... Because, go ahead. I was going to say, I think the Suns are still the favorite to win just because they have fewer games to win. Right. Like I think it's pretty evenly matched. They have home court. um, And and I still think like, I don't know. I, it wouldn't shock me if the Suns won the next two. Like, I, I mean, not just because I predicted that, but like also like, I just think that they've, they've won two very different ways. They got their ass kicked tonight. Um, and I know they brought. I know they brought it down in the third quarter. I never felt like they were in control of that game after the first quarter. Like I just, I, I didn't personally, and so like I never really took well, we, that seriously. We didn't get a chance to see what would happen if they had subbed Aiton back in, right? Like uh, they fouled Aiton out of the game. Sure, yeah. yeah. There was a time. 
to sub Aiton in. I'm not sure when it was because I get I get not doing it during the run mm-hmm. um, because it obviously like they were Drew Holiday threes away from like getting over the hump. Right. Uh, um, but I don't know. I was trying like after we talked about that, I was like, when would have the time been? Like maybe when it, I when think it was Kaminsky. when. When Brooke came back in, I think when Brooke came back would have been a good it. a good time to do it because you know then your your little bit of an advantage kind of went away, right? And now you can bring in eight and and maybe you can put some pressure. Now with that being said, look, I mean this is one small little thing. I, we could do this all day about every single little lineup adjustment, and, and I don't think yeah. it it didn't necessarily cost him the game. No. Um, but I, I do think there was a little bit of a too. missed opportunity. Yeah, I think that's and, and I think it's a tough one. fouls on he doesn't foul often, right? So I think there's a chance it got in his head, and and so yeah. you, maybe you just need to trust the coach. Yeah, yeah. I, we I, talk I, about. I think oh, there's a little real quick. I think there's a little something about like the whole like all right, if they do sub him in and he foul and he gets another foul right away, it's going to be like why did you sub him in? He's in foul <laughs> trouble now. You can't bring him back till much later in the game, and then and, and we were we were rolling, you know. And then if you and then if you don't sub in and then the Bucks come back and and do what they did, it's like man, you should have subbed them in. Like I don't know. That's right. kind of the tough thing with that, right? Is never knowing the answer to that. And I and I trust Monty in terms of like reading the room. And uh, we talked about it. Like Aiden was hot going to the bench. He came back even when he came back in. He wasn't. You could just tell he kind of was mentally checked out. Um. So yeah, like it was a weird. Well, they were down twenty some by then. Yeah, but even just like. I mean, yeah, of course, yeah, like, of, yeah, he would be mentally checked out. But he just, even in that moment when he came out, it just seemed like there needed to be a read the room moment from an adult. And he, he, I trust Monty. He's put enough uh, equity in the in the bank. But kicked point. his ass tonight, straight up. No, he but did. We're gonna blame this loss on Devin Booker's outfit. He came. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Prada shirt or not, bro. He showed up like Adam Sandler, and that shit was not in great. Well, also, also, Giannis showed up in in some all black, black Air, Air Force, Force ones, ones, man. Like yes. that, I expected him to get a flagrant too and get fouled out. Like, like that, was, that was that was that was a Midwest homage to Pat Beverly. You know, an accident he didn't know. Um, but it was it was interesting, man. That's why Book struggled. Like he should have left it out well, in the. In the uh, in the visitors' locker room, I want to shout out um, Chris Middleton for his defense. Man, he defended the shit out of Devin Booker. Yeah, he, he was so good but, sticking but with I him. I think that's the thing. He defends, and most of the time, people own in on like, oh, he only has eight points, or he's two for eight. Right. He finds other ways to be effective. For sure, he's just like, not he's out still, there on vibes. Yeah, he's passing yeah. the whole time. Like he's been passing. He's been playmaking the whole series. Like I'm with you on that. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying more so when it comes to Holiday and him, when they're struggling, that's the biggest highlight when yeah. I'm looking at at most of the, the commentary. And it's like, okay, I get it, but basketball isn't all about points because look at Jay Crowder. He be out there not scoring nothing, but he'll get a 50-50 <laughs> ball. He'll get a rebound. He'll get Giannis' head pushing, you know, clap, talk to the bench, whatever. He might make one three. And – you know, he's like a plus 17 at the end of the game. And you're like, how? Like, bro, he's yeah. out there just, you know, getting cardio like Tony Snell or something. <laughs> and, and, you know. Tony and, and Snell it, slander in the finals? Well, no, I only say that because Tony <laughs> Snell had a, to this yeah. day, it's a viral, like, stat line where I think it was zero, like zero, zero. Zero, zero, zero for like 26 minutes. That's hard like, to what do, were you man. doing? That's hard to do. That's very hard yeah. to do. So, uh-huh. like, those guys don't get the credit when they're out there and, and how effective they are. That's why I was, you know, I understood where Dave was coming from, from a certain perspective, but I get why PJ is out there too. He yeah. makes it difficult for a lot of guys, even if they probably crossed him over. Like he got dunked on by Cam Johnson. It, you know, that a was, lot of things. Man, that was nasty. That was nasty. Oh, it was great. It was, yeah. it was, it was, it was probably one of the Cam best plays. You know what? Kobe White, we owe Kobe White an apology. And <laughs> anybody that complained about Cam Johnson being 35 years old and being drafted. They well, it wasn't the too. thing that like he either had a back problem or a hip problem or something like that. Yep. Like yeah. Phoenix yeah. cured him. Cause that was they the did. reason like he was not supposed to go high in the draft is, is he was like, like 25. His, right? Yeah. His medicals were terrible. With arthritis. Yeah. He had, yeah. Right. <laughs> he had osteoporosis <laughs> when he, when he hit, when he hit his junior year. And so he came in, everyone was like, yo, his medicals are terrible. And then the this, sons, this the sons is were where- like, Fuck it, we'll take him. In the, we'll this take is the where Ben Gay comes in right. and, and, and sponsors him. <laughs> Don't get that Ben Gay bag, man. 
I mean, we're uh, at a point though. We're at a point where like I trust the Suns with whoever they pick, and we're not that far removed from Marquise Chris and and Alex Lynn. Well, you I know, mean, they could, Zach, they're Smith doing this weird right thing. Now. Could have had Luca. <laughs> they could have. Yeah. They're doing this really weird thing where they're just taking good players. It's funny right? how that works, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I know, like, I say that all the time, and I and it's a joke, and, and I get it. Like, you know, sometimes you swing for the fences. Camp Johnson at the spot that they got him, completely fine. And and you know, like his, you knew what his floor was, mm-hmm. which is. Not not much uh, lower than where he's at right now. You know what I mean? He came yeah. in as a good player. So he's just pure, physically man. hurt. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. And so, like, and we already know the value of just having a tall guy who can shoot. Yep. Like, he, so, this was his ceiling, and he's already hit it. Like, I don't think, like, I don't, I don't anticipate Cam getting much better than this, but, like, he doesn't need to. Yeah, how many titles is he going to win? Like he'll play on right? any he'll play on any team, any any year, wherever he'll be fine. He's going to win hey, anywhere from gonna, anywhere from zero. He's going to be forty one. He's going to be forty one <laughs> in the year sixteen. That's just going to be crazy. AARP already. Oh, it's going to be the wildest, the wildest uh year sixteen ever. Yeah. But yo, non NBA finals related, I just wanted to shout out Jamal Crawford for having his uh second fifty point game Ooh, in the crossover. He He's out here. He's out here looking amazing on offense. Um, I don't know how much it translates to the current game, but again, that's the true, real Uncle Drew. My man is out there just really dominating these young boys out here in summer basketball. I needed that highlight reel. He was he was doing some nonsense. No, I'm saying he he literally just had it tonight right now. Pick up basketball and just destroy dudes until he's like 65. And he no, but Jay, uh, he had 50 yesterday and he had 50 tonight. So that's 101 points in two nights. <laughs> and he's out young Pharrell. Like there was a race in my mind between Pharrell and Jamal Crawford who would get look older faster. And hey, I think it's the winner is Jamal. Like we're, Pharrell not, we're, we're, not, we're not counting that one that one game he played in the bubble. So now that's three straight games of 51 because he had 51 in his last oh, game. I forgot the about that. Yeah. Has Pharrell aged? And you're starting no. to, there's a, I don't know, it's starting, his eyes, the bags are starting to get a little heavier. Uh-oh. Jamal's skincare routine is A1. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jamal. Um, I legitimately have no idea how old Pharrell is. Like, he, you could tell me he's like 33 and he just got a really young start. I think and he's I close think to I 50. It. No, he's he, over it 50. probably he's is. Over 50. He's been around for a while. Let me Google real quick. He is... 43, right? 48. 40. Uh, you can't 48. believe the internet. He's over 50. Yeah, it was Wikipedia. Do we, That's amazing. Do we talk about, and this could be, you guys could come combat this, but I think one thing we, when we talked about the Suns coming into the playoffs was the thin front court. Um, and DeAndre's just been so good. We And they've won so much, we haven't really talked about it. But tonight yeah. kind of felt like it was the first night that everybody's yeah. kind of biggest flaw for the Suns really showed. I thought I thought about and that because Sarich mattered too. And, yeah. That, and it, yeah, it's not like right. Sarich mattered. It yep. just actually really showed tonight. Yeah, because I, I thought about that because I remember before the first two rounds, right? It was like, well, we'll see if the Lakers can get him in foul trouble. They never yep, did. Exactly. Uh, we'll see if Jokic can get him in foul trouble. Never happened. And then he was a he was a problem for the for the Clippers, obviously. And then when it happened, when he got that third one tonight, I thought about like those conversations. I was like, finally, like, not that I was yeah. waiting for it, but like it was, it, it, I don't we know. So sure it would have happened. Yeah, every big has a game like that. Right. And he just hadn't, you know, yeah. no, yeah. for sure. Right, but, exactly. but even yeah. just the depth never showed like the lack of depth never showed for the Suns, And it was just like, man, like there, that was the flaw, like the obvious glaring flaw. And it was, you just kind of looked up and you're like, man, that hadn't hurt them in all how many wins now? Uh, 14 wins. Wait, yeah. no 14. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, that was just, it was interesting to me that just now uh, you kind of got, like Zach said, it took you back to that moment. Like, Oh yeah, this was like supposed to be an issue. This, this also felt like the first game where the bucks really forced Phoenix out of what they wanted to do most, you know, like, like mm-hmm. the first couple of games, I just felt like Chris Paul and Devin Booker, like, they just did what they wanted, and and they never had to to work as hard as they should have to get those buckets. Too much came easy, and, and they were just kind of getting to to their their first options too often. But even even Chris was like, Chris was pretty smooth. I like he had to work for some of it, but I never mm-hmm. felt like he was like really in overdrive. 
Like yeah, book, I book. I felt like he was he was really pressing and he was struggling. Like that was the first time, even though he had had some some bad shooting games, that was the first time in the playoffs where I felt like like he doesn't have an answer here. Mm-hmm. I love Monty setting him too, just kind of just waving the white flag with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's odd for them to to lose a game like this where Jay Crowder kind of goes off. You know, that's yeah. that's that's abnormal. That's a good point. He went off yeah. in that third. <laughs> yeah. He was the only one, though. What do you have? Six of their nine threes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nobody else really hit. He's walking into him. Yeah, they had Doctor Julius Cam Johnson for two minutes. That (laughs) that reverse under the basket was the closest to Julius Irving. That dunk was awesome. The dunk was awesome. His mind for like three minutes. He really turned into a different guy. That shit was different. That, that I didn't know crazy. he had that hang time on both and, plays. And then I'll, I'll tell you what, it'll it'll probably get lost because it turned into a blowout. But Drew Holiday during that span hit like three super clutch shots. Um, that was like right the low-key, key, yeah. That right was like the low-key key moment of the game. Back, right when things could have gotten ugly for, for Milwaukee and they could have lost control, he hit a bunch of jumpers yeah. in pretty he had, close succession he had a heat check that too. just were really really important he pulled up deep on one uh, heat check he missed it i was like oh come on Drew. <laughs> yeah he was bugging with that one but yeah he was but still, um, they, they needed that out of heaven yeah they haven't gotten that always between him and middleton but when they have a second guy uh, doesn't matter who it is but when one of those guys plays really well they have or just has very, a moment. very difficult yeah. to stop in the, in the postseason. Well, especially yeah. if Giannis is just – if Giannis is going to be this wrecking ball. Yep. Like he has the last two games. Like that shows you the difference, right? He was pretty much the same player in game two as he was in game three. I mean, he was, he was a little better in game three, but he was pretty much the same player. But not having that other guy step up, that's the difference between you – like losing one where you, you felt like maybe you could you could grab it at some point in the second half and mm-hmm. then – kicking their ass like that's a that's a that's a wild swing and and i'm glad like i never believed that tweet from stat muse that said i was gonna bring i was just about to bring that yeah eric bledsoe and drew holiday were shooting the same in the playoffs i never believed it i refuse to believe it i won't believe it ever again after tonight um i just think that's slander i think it's a photoshop i no one actually looked up the numbers in my opinion and so we never have to bring it up again and they've been kind of bugging lately too with just like getting their jokes off on oh my there. god so, man they're fucking like killing crazy. everybody no they have been but i was gonna liken that back to something trey said about um he was talking about kind of the slander chris and drew were getting and i think a lot of it for drew at least this series is and i was gonna bring up the bledsoe thing it's like the offensive baseline i think the focus on him offensively is because of how eric bledsoe lack of contribution killed the bucks but then also if you're not going to do that, we need the Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday that we know. And I just didn't think he had been that good defensively the first two games. Um, I think he'd been fine, but like it wasn't enough to make up for how poor he was playing well, offensively. Um, yeah, but- I mean, game one, I thought he was fine defensively. Like they kept switching, they dropped in the third. You know, like I don't, I don't know that. Like when they were switching him off of guys, like I don't know that that's his fault, right? Yeah. If he's following the game plan, right. like I, you know, game no, two, game two, switching was yeah. a bad. That was a bad call. Yeah, game two, I'm yeah. with you. Like I like, but even then, the the stuff that I mean, I, I don't really want to turn this into a shit on Eric Bledsoe thing, but I will. Um, <laughs> even then, like it always goes back. I know. To I know. Your arms. I'm trying Tony to. Tony caught strays. It's okay, Eric Bledsoe. But with Drew, like Fucking he's moving Brandon the ball Knight. at least, right? Right. Like, don't yes. oh, wait. Hold on, Jay. Did you just bring up Brandon. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> <That's what laughs> um, but at least with Drew, like he's moving the ball. Right, yes. like he can at least get into the into the teeth of the defense and move the ball and find guys, um, which Bledsoe never really did. No. But also, Bledsoe wasn't missing eight layups in a game or Not eight true. shots and around the game. And Drew's, I thought, I can't remember if it was game two or one, but he was pretty loosey goosey with the ball. Um, I think that was those game games. two. Yeah, I'm with yeah, you. Th- it yeah. was like, a, and it was just like a stretch. Sloppy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, that's kind of what we've learned. Like Drew is. The, 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 when you get the one Drew that's trying to be aggressive and scoring, like good night to whoever they're playing against. But then when you get aggressive Drew, who's not scoring, that's, I mean, you could say that with any team in the league when they're two A, two B players, right. is kind of hot and cold like that. But I, I think, I mean, that's been the issue with Milwaukee since they've kind of entered this echelon of, 
of uh, of teams. One, that one sequence he had when he blocked Booker, mm-hmm. threw the lefty around the back pass mm. to start Ooh. a fast break, then got it back and threw a wraparound pass for a dunk. Mm-hmm. I think it was Portis for the dunk. Yeah. That was just special, man. That was that was big time. And he had he had that hook that lefty hook pass on the baseline to a shooter yeah. in the corner too. I think that that created something. Yeah, yeah. I think I think yep. Brent Forbes missed that one, right? Probably. <laughs> he deserves slander. Well, we can slander him. It's all right. There's no flint slander. Yeah. How do you guys feel? How do you guys feel about Game Four? Like, do you feel like? Do you guys feel like the Bucks figured anything out? Because I, I don't necessarily. So I think the Suns didn't play as well. The one big thing, yeah. the Go one ahead, thing that I think they've figured out, or at least like they've put more of an emphasis on it, is just Giannis getting great position. And they, it seemed like they had a real emphasis in transition of getting him out, getting him, you know, a good matchup, getting him in the post. They had a. He he had several duck-ins in the post where he had a smaller guy on him, went straight to the rim. And and so I want to see how Phoenix counters that because there are going to be a lot of times when it's either Crowder or somebody else much smaller than Giannis on him. And and he was he just owned that game with his physicality. And he's done it two two straight games. Now I think the Suns need to do something to to force him away from being right at the rim like make him work harder for those points I I think what's been most impressive to me is that he's been able to get those touches in those buckets without like you know having the seven or eight dribble possessions Mm -hmm. that he has sometimes and and they've got to force him to do more to tire him out like we haven't seen him it's not even close to what he was in like the net series let's say where by the end of those games he was just gassed because he had to work so hard for every point and they haven't made him do that yet. And they need to start doing that or else, you know, he'll keep having his 40 plus. Yeah. I have a tough time just trying to put it into like thoughts and words when it comes to the bucks, because as I think we mentioned earlier, like they start series weird. Um, I mean, we could go, they lost, um, did they lose every game, every game won this series except, or this playoffs, except Miami. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So like they're just, and this isn't a team like the Suns are really fucking good. So it's like, is this a team that takes a little bit to figure it out or is it as elementary as tonight you had Giannis continuing to be Giannis and then other people stepped up. I think it's just going to come down to other people stepping up. Like the bucks are as talented, if not more talented, if they get decent to good contributions from their other guys. And as elementary as that sounds like, I think that's just the difference in this series. I don't know. Um, and I think you got, you obviously got it tonight. You hadn't really got it in the previous two. And I don't think that's, um, it's a surprise that the, I mean, it is cause of how bad Devin Booker played, but her shot the right. ball at least. But, um, I, I still think even if he shoots f- fine, like I, I feel like Milwaukee was just better this game. I don't yeah. know. They're, they're still a weird team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Milwaukee's just good, right? Like they're yeah. going to well, have games. Like. <laughs> also the Suns are, I think the Suns are probably better than Milwaukee, but not by enough yeah, that close. we should be like this. This could go seven for sure. Mm-hmm. I would not be shocked by that. I mean, the bucks can win it and I wouldn't be shocked by yeah. it. Um, they're, they're good. So, um, I think the quality of the series so far, I mean, and this one kind of became a blowout, but it still was fun, man. Like this is a an interesting style matchup, yes. I think, because, you know, we hammer these teams that stay in drop like the Bucks, and the Suns are built to just com- completely destroy those types of teams. And we watched it work and then we watched them change. And I wonder, I, I wonder if this is just kind of what we're going to see from here on out where you can get there in drop. And you can have that elite defense, but you're going to have to prove it. And, and probably sooner than the finals, I would guess. Yes. You know, I, I think that you're going to start seeing more first round teams really attack that drop uh, more aggressively. Um, but th- this in particular, this, the styles uh, with Phoenix's uh, offense and and the Bucks defense and some of the rigidity there has been interesting and it's just been a fun series so far. So like, this is, this is actually kind of cool that we don't know what the hell is going to happen. I agree. 
What about uh all right, so what about the rest of the series? Jay. Bucks in six, baby. Wow. So you think they're just gonna run them all? No, I just picked Bucks and Six before the series, so I can't switch yet. I'm with Jay. I picked Bucks and Six to start, too. I'm going to stay with it. Wow. Dave? Yeah. There, I mean, there's no way I would pick that if I had to pick it now, but I picked right. it before, so I'm riding with it. Yeah, same. Yeah, I don't – I mean, look, I still think the Suns could win this in five. Oh, you're, no, for sure. You, you know, yeah. and it's tricky. It's a toss-up to me, like, between – Going five and going seven, but it feels like it feels like Giannis is not going to let this end in five. I mean, look, we didn't even talk about his free throws tonight. Yeah, I don't know if you guys noticed, he wasn't taking very long to shoot these no. free throws, and I don't know what what happened, but it, it looks smooth. And I don't know, man, this guy is just on another level. I think it's going to go seven. Trey, I love it. I hope so. I still have sons in six. But I do think that the Bucks will win the next game. And Phoenix will get another home game. And then I think that Phoenix, uh, like, gets their last one in Milwaukee before going, before having to come back home. Because uh, so, I think, they, I think, I think you know, just the sense of urgency that they can, you know, win too straight. Yeah. Has Giannis done anything to, to change your guys' opinion of him throughout this playoffs? Uh, he's become a better playmaker. I think he, I think he could, I think he could create before, but now I think he, the game is starting to like make more sense to him. He's went away from trying to shoot the three. Um, you know, it, it's interesting to see how things flipped. You know, as far as James Harden saying, if I could dunk, then you know, I would be Giannis. You know, I'd pretty much be Giannis. And Giannis has added, you know, ball handling. He's actually a little bit more loose than LeBron, which is hilarious. But he can't make a shot, so. Um, yeah, nah, I mean, you know, I, I, I seen, I seen actually, you know, our guy, Miles Brown say, you know, like he should take up some, you know, learn two moves from Hakeem, but then I think he would be boring to watch. He'd be dominant, maybe boring to watch. And I think yeah. that Giannis is actually okay to, you know, he's not as bad as what the slack that he, I mean, you know, the, the stuff that he gets where he's like, oh, you know, like his game is nasty. It's like, not. Nah. he just doesn't have like the right feel because he's, you know, he's not re reading reading what the, the defense is giving him like you're open for a reason you they want you to take that three and now he made a play like today like that was very elder magic johnson like where he had three three guys attention and he was able to dump it off and i think those plays are going to continue to open up because of how aggressive he's starting off you know but then also you know uh you know shouts to marcus thompson and, and, and dave DeFore getting us to watch the uh, 19 and unders Kenneth Lofton Jr. has a great feel about reading, you know, going off that shoulder and going inside. And I think Giannis could do something similar and be very, He's very. Study Kenneth Lofton Jr. Hundred percent, amazing. Right, but 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 that Jay kid King, is, you're not studying that kid is doing. Well, I was it the, studying him today. I promise that he's doing it the right way, you know. And I think that those are learning your strengths and knowing your strengths. And I think that Giannis is starting to figure it out a little bit. Like, okay. I can get 40 from these guys here, but also by me being aggressive down low, I can find my teammates in other ways because I'm getting the attention. Yeah. So yes, he's yeah. being, he's becoming more likable. I still think that Milwaukee as an overall market isn't like lovable and that the darling story of the Suns, you know, saying, Oh, we love playing with each other. You know what I mean? Like Chris Paul, has his narrative of like being in the league for so long and finally getting a chance to get his first versus it's flipped on Giannis. Like he's young and he'll be back, man. But can you imagine what it's going to be if Chris Paul loses the finals after going up two Oh, like just that whole conversation is so annoying. Yeah. Or goes up three, one and lose. Oh my God. That's going to be so annoying. But I, I want to say this to, to Jay's question. Um, he has not changed my opinion on him because I need to see it more. Not that he's never mm-hmm. had good games before, but to me, like he's a center. He's not a wing yeah. player. He's a center. Can you make this yeah. who you are he's all the big. time? When he, when, he, when he plays like a center, nobody can stop him. When he plays mm-hmm. like a wing, you can stop him or slow him down enough. You know, right? I was, talking to, I was talking to Ben Taylor about this today. 
And and all I could think about was imagine if Giannis was just the like committed to being the screen and roll man. And, you know, he's going to push it in transition and stuff like that. But if he had an elite pick and roll guy like Chris Paul, he could, he could score 40 a game. It'd be like 1.6 points per possession on a pick and roll with Giannis. I mean, it would be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. He'd be the most dominant role, pick and roll role man ever. I agree. And yeah. I was going to, my, what I was going to say was like a combination. Well, what Trey said, then what Zach said was smart. It's like, I need to, I need to see it more. Like I, nothing's changed my perception, but like I kudos to him to be able to look in the mirror in the midst of all this. Yeah. Um, it's not like it's an off season and he like realized any like he's, he's changed the way he's played within a week span. And I, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever be able to prove this or if we'll ever be able to say this, but I think part of what we used to see for, or, previously saw from Giannis even in the last series is like his idea of what a superstar is supposed to be able to do and that's when you see him trying to be more wing oriented or Mm -hmm. shooting those like I think that's his I don't think that's necessarily him knowing or him having overconfidence in him being able to do it it's just kind of how he pictures the guys in his role need to be Um, and the fact that he's able to be like screw all that like I'm gonna do what I do like it's, I need to, I wish, I hope he does this. Like this is who Giannis is from here on out, but I do want to commend him for looking in the mirror in the midst of like a championship run. Like that's, well, and here's the thing about that, you know, that, that top of the key, you know, the stuff where people start to say he has no bag or whatever. Guess what? It doesn't hurt them for the most part. Uh, I don't agree. I, in the, no, hold in on. the playoffs. No, during the regular season. Right. Yeah. So I, I just mean during the regular season. So during the playoffs, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you have to trash that. It has yeah. to go away. But but also but like Dave, like I don't even think you with, with a team like Milwaukee, like I could give a mm-hmm. fuck what they do in the regular season. Yeah, exactly. Their job is to get it, to the postseason, point. be yeah. in a good position, and then do stuff. And though and so if your issues are just in the post I mean, it's the same with with two seven, right? Like yep. a great regular <laughs> season player, and then we get to the playoffs and it's like, oh, there goes two seven again. Like I'm just Boy, who's two seven? The center, the center for for Utah. Yeah, yeah. I was, thinking, uh-huh. I was like, I remember two five. Yeah, yeah. Two, sorry. We got two seven two five. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have the gamut. <laughs> like, who and, the and hell wears twenty seven? As long as we don't get seventy seven, we're good. Thing, and that's the thing. Ugly like with, ass number with Giannis. Um, it's not that I like have thought like, oh, he's not good. It's that I'm. I've just thought last couple of years like, please stop being trying to be Kobe. Please mm-hmm. stop trying to yeah, be a guard, right? Like, because yep. and maybe some of that's on Bud, and maybe some of that's on him, and maybe some of that's on the teammates. But I do wonder if if the injury has caused him to simplify things, and this yes. is him simplified, which makes him like unstoppable, right? If he plays like this, and I don't think like it's reasonable to expect him to do what he's done the last two nights, like mm-hmm. moving forward. But if he plays like it, not the production, but yeah. just the style, I don't really know what you do with him if you're going against him. You notice there's less of the side to side stuff. So like the Euro step is tighter. Even that one was nasty on uh, a cam or I don't know. Yeah, it was somebody with a quick one. I think it was on Mm -hmm. cam. Yeah. But it's a little bit tighter, but also it's slower. He's making reads. You know, I mean, Trey even mentioned his playmaking. We're watching it get better. And I think that that like we talked about that a little bit on Nerder last week. And then the week before Seth kind of, I mean, it was just very subtle. He thought it was common knowledge, but he said that exact thing, Zach, that it's the Kobe thing. Yeah. This is what stars. I mean, he's a Kobe do. disciple, right? And that, like, and, he, like, and Giannis yeah. wants to do it. Right. And if you're, if you're Mike Budenholzer, I'm sorry, man. Like, what are you going to say about it? Yeah. My guy wants to, I mean, I'm going to coach him the way he wants to be coached. Now, certainly we we're going to make compromises. And I think that, Giannis is here's, so here's good. What I, like, I'll, do. I'll show him his. Such a, I'll show him his shot chart. Like you see all the green. There, it's there the you basket. go. There, that's what we do. Giannis, get your ass Dude, in the basket. They should post that thing every day. Like every day, it should be like it, at his parking spot. Right. It should be in his urinal. It should be in his locker. Yo, and it should just be like, look, man, I'm, I'm, you score three points every single time you touch the yeah, ball here. I'm looking at <laughs> none his, here. I'm looking at his shot chart tonight. It looks like he set up fucking hotels around the rim and a monopoly board. Like that's where. Like there's yes. so much there. <laughs> Like that's, that's I mean, what I want to see out of him. Look, the Shaq thing is funny to throw around because like they, you know, obviously they, it, they just seem so different. But like that's the closest comp you can come up with for him. It, at least with offense. like the scoring profile and everything. Obviously, he's not doing yeah. it the way Shaq did it. But like, no, yeah, that's where all the points come from. Right. That's where the dominance yeah, it's comes from. Nuts, man. Yeah. I, like imagine if he was playing with Luca. What, they would average 40 a game a piece. Yeah, probably. 
Yeah. You know. So, uh, you know. And Chris Stapps would have nine. It, like, to me, in, in, in past <laughs> playoff nine shots. runs, in past playoff runs, and even part of this playoff run, I guess, I, I always felt like he and they were too predictable. Like, like you knew yeah. mm-hmm. he would have a ball Play random ISO, though. and he would be trying to beat his man one-on-one. And now it's he's, he's posting guys up at the rim. He, he's being the roller in the pick and roll. He's he's doing his work earlier to make his buckets easier. And I think that's the difference. Like like it's not as predictable or it doesn't seem as predictable the last couple of games. And I, I think you could see his evolution. I think you could kind of see Budenholzer's evolution in a way too um, throughout this playoffs. And so Giannis, like he's never played better than Budenholzer's he has what? lately. Evolution, baby. Based on Budenholzer, what? Budenholzer what we, evolution what on? Just the way they've used Giannis. Like, they've definitely utilized him. We're going to call that evolution? In, in ways that are less predictable, I would say. Oh. Yeah, you got to give him a little bit of credit. For what? Come on, Zach. What? You got to give him a little bit of credit. They've been mixing things up, and, and things have been different. And he can't make right. Drew Holiday play better no, wait, hold the first on. two games. Hold on. Mixing things up. They went to a switching defense, which is actually pretty successful, and it, right, in game one. And it, but then they, they went away from it when it stopped working. But, but no, but what they went to was drop coverage, which didn't work at all. They went through a whole first half in game one, playing like switching constantly, were down eight, went into a coach's meeting at halftime, and came out <laughs> saying, we're going to do drop coverage against Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Like that's, that's yeah, but Bud can't make Drew Holiday not miss eight shots at the that's rim. That's the other game, right? Like that's I'm what I'm saying. About game one, no, like, no, I, like we. But uh, Drew Holiday, I mean, I don't know how many he missed at the rim in that game, but he didn't make a lot of shots. He didn't. Game. He didn't. But also, like yeah. he lost. Like he lost them that game. He lost them game one by doing that because that's the moment where the sun separated. Game two, I thought the the strategy was really good. Um for in the first quarter with the way they attacked the suns just hit threes and then it got away from them. And I, I don't, I don't really have a fix for that other than maybe some personnel decisions, but in terms of the mm-hmm. schemes of it in game two, like the suns hit shots. Like I don't, and, and some of them were pretty tough. Right. Like, I don't know what you do with that yeah. tonight. Did, I mean, was there a whole lot there that they changed or was it just, more Oh no, 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 no. I, I didn't think he did a whole lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. I didn't so, think he did a whole so lot. Tonight. Ev- what evolution? Like, I, I don't Who know what to do. Evolution, baby. We don't, <laughs> we, don't, like, we don't need to shit on him necessarily, but this idea that right, now we have to thing, credit yeah. him because they won a fucking game. He, like, what are we doing? Zach. <laughs> I think you can give him some credit for not being as rigid as he has been in the past. Sure. That, yeah. And that, and, there there, and there's some progress there, but, Let's see what happens in game four before we start like said, ah, he did it. Magoo, well, he's Magoo not coach of the year. <laughs> like we're not like we got to we got to see more out of this than just the one game. That's my point. Um, speaking of more than just one game, let's get a little Team USA, guys. Team USA lost to Nigeria 90 to 87. Throwback game, man. Nick's Nick's heat game right yeah. there. Um First of all, I want to shout. I want to shout out Ike Arabu, guard for for Team Nigeria. Uh, I actually coached him when he was in eighth grade. Damn, he that's had awesome. some some bad coaching. Yeah, on that's that's okay. no, well, hold on. First <laughs> of all, I told him he needed take to get the, that take the credit. He, he needed to get that eighth grade out of his fucking game when he came to try to play at JV. <laughs> By the way, he was so good that he played for us for like a month and then he went right up to varsity. <laughs> oh, <there laughs> eighth tra- grader, I love that. Then he eventually, I think his junior year, he translated. Uh, or he translate. He transferred to Oak Hill Academy. I think his junior year. Wait, I was Hang like, I was like, wait, wait. he he used two can. <laughs> is this the first? Is this the first Harper bump? Uh, the, we also had a kid, Darren Johnson, who played at Washington, and then I think he's overseas somewhere. So we got yeah, a couple of we got name. a couple of Harper Harper bumps. Okay. Here. Um, okay. But yeah, but I, awesome. Ike is I Ike was a great kid. There was one point when he when he was briefly playing for us that I told him a way to fix his jumper and it worked a little bit better. Now I haven't talked to him and you know about, I haven't coached him in what it would have been like Zach's out here 13 taking years credit. at this point, but mm, would, would team Nigeria mm-hmm. have beaten the USA if I had not given him that little know. bit of advice when he was in eighth Listen, grade? I don't, I don't know, man. So. I'm, not, I'm know. not here to say yes or no. Okay. Just <laughs> Ike Rabu, shout out to you. Kid's a grinder. He's really good. It's a cool. I love this, by the way. Like, because yeah. it's so like, I mean, it's exhibition. 
<laughs> no, no, no. I, I love Nigeria winning this game, right? And and look, it's an exhibition, so obviously there's, it's very easy to say who cares. But this is a big deal for Nigeria basketball. Like I love that Mike Brown was coaching that team, um, and it's funny that that he's running like Steve Kerr's system and beat Pop and Kerr with it. Um, but also, hey, welcome to the three point evolution international basketball. Yeah, man. And don't be surprised if a team gets hot and uh, we don't have a USA gold medal team because Uh-oh. of it, because it might happen. Uh-oh. Well, here's I mean, the thing. Nigeria hit 23s, man. And they shot twice as many, right? They'll look, right? Way, yeah. they'll look way better once Devin Booker and Chris Middleton have been added of to course. the team. Because they need another random player. Like they're, Kevin. Not, they're not the deepest USA roster of all time. Um, Two Pistons played. <laughs> And, you know, the other thing that I'm just thinking about <laughs> is that the Olympics. That's a lot of pissed. Without uh, fans in the arena, I wonder if we might even get like a little bit of a bubble type shooting environment. Maybe. It's possible. It's going to be interesting. Um, yeah. Trey, what did you yeah. want to, what did you want to say about TV USA? Well, so no, I mean, the thing is, I think that I, most, mostly everybody was panicking because Obviously, they dropped this game, but, you know, like, guys are still trying to figure out. This is a, a fresh new group, a lot of first-time USA guys. Um, and I had talked to one of the players, and, you know, they were saying that pretty much, you know, Pop was super serious about, you know, telling guys to take this more seriously. And, and guys felt like, you know, they kind of came in lax, and I think that this needed to happen to let them know, like, how serious um, USA basketball is, but then also the other talents around the world and how teams are getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want to really f- reflect too much on Team USA because we're going to talk a lot about them, you know, as the as the weeks go on. I wanted to just shine a light on Nigeria. I mean, Dave mentioned, you know, be, uh, being coached by uh, Mike Brown, but just like how and by Zach over- Harper. And Zach Harper. Yeah, look, the roots go um, deep. Okay, like we, we, with these coaching roots, roots go real deep. Ba- back to Franklin High School in Elk Grove. I think it's Elk Grove, California. I can't remember which part, which suburb. Of- yeah. Shouts, shouts to another uh, Bay legend, Josh. My man Josh is on that team as well, as well as uh, Epe. Um, but overall, you know, looking at this, um, what ni- team Nigeria has been able to do to build a respectable program. Um, and getting ready for these type of games and these type of situations um, to compete, it has been amazing. You know, what I mean? yeah. and they're going to have more players, you know, joining and playing for the national team and actually putting up, you know, because um, this, this, this is not it's not Angola of '92. You know what I'm saying? Or these 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 teams that were matched up against the dream team and getting beat by 60. You uh, team USA is going to have to earn it, and they have to play it the right way. Um, but hopefully these young guys can take back um, from this exhibition uh, knowing that you sacrifice a lot playing on these type of teams. And once you own it on your role, that's what you do best. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm still leaning on Jeremy Grant to be the Tayshaun Prince of this team. You know, also they're going to be adding Middleton, Holiday, and Booker. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, a lot of guys aren't going to be playing a lot. I did feel in this game that Durant should have played a little bit more five. Um I felt yeah. like maybe Dame gets that look at the end. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a lot of things to factor in, but again, you can't just you know, jokes are gonna be jokes, things yeah. are gonna fly, people reaction is gonna react, but um as Pop, you know, still has this young, you know, this young unit and and kind of swap guys in and out and find the best uh find the best team for them. I mean, you know, that that puts them in a successful position. Um, but yeah. you know it was a good, 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 good test market for that. Yeah. And shouts to Nigeria. You know that was big for the countrymen and you know everybody else. That was that was that was that was good. Um, there's so much heat culture on this Nigerian team. There was like <laughs> four oh, guys, like, right? <laughs> Do you see that? Uh, Precious Achua. Uh, oh, post? Precious. Is, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know if Precious should have did that. Oh, oh, block, oh. The, on the KD block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love that man. That's good. I, like international competition is a lot of fun. I don't know if you guys caught the Euros today, but yeah. I, I really do like that stuff. And, and in particular, you know, I, I like seeing Team USA take a loss. I think it's fun. It's good. It's, I mean, it's sporting. It, 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 it's adds, sporting. it adds drama hey, to it, right? Like, I, yeah. yeah. 
What's funny it's is fun I, until it's not fun. Just don't let Larry Brown coach. We suck. <laughs> look, we suck. I'm not gonna have my feelings hurt. I'm not gonna have my feelings hurt if Team USA doesn't win a gold medal. And, and as a matter of fact, I think it's a better story if somebody else does win. Um, because again, man, like that's the cool thing about sports is we like the underdogs to, to win, just, and, uh, and we don't like knowing the outcome beforehand. I'm just so. excited for Australia to once again fail to get a medal for some random reason because they seem to always do that. Luis Scola is never. Is the, I don't know if Luis Scola is the the original Kenneth Lofton Jr. or if Kenneth Lofton Jr. is the new Luis Scola. It's one of the two, <laughs> but oh my god, they're the same person. It's only Luis Scola is chiseled. Oh, well, Facts. look, man. Man, can, Louis Cola looks like there. Cable from X Men. It looks like it, <laughs> it looks like they've like time ported like into like 2053, and he's still playing, and like he has a robotic arm now man. with a red yeah. eye. Like it's crazy. He has yeah. like this. You know, he's grayed out. See, you know, I, I actually I think it would be cool if if we sent older players like the guys that are like just retired to the olympics we call that, that would the be big a little three. bit more fun to me uh, we saw some big three action this <laughs> weekend nah, nah, but you know what Joe I, still isaiah, there, by the way i was gonna say isaiah brooks briscoe is playing in there and he's like 12 yeah isaiah so, briscoe's uh, too young yeah. to be in the big three i didn't like that like katino mobley's too old and isaiah briscoe's too young yeah isaiah briscoe could be katino's grandson like at this point <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't even understand. He was giving the work, Isaiah Briscoe. Oh my god, yeah, he, was he shouldn't, even be, he shouldn't oh. even be in that man. That's cheating. Man. No, it's not fair. He he should be in the league. He's I, can't, good, man. I like it. I can't believe we've gotten this far in the pod without Jay King talking about how he would have knocked out Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The the way he broke his ankle, I probably would have. He would whoop your Ooh. ass with a broken ankle. <laughs> His his ankle looked like campaign's jumper. Yeah, how oh crazy God. was that interview? It was all the way. Left. Oh man, he was so desperate for for fucking you know attention all week. He was saying some oh, wild man. stuff, and it was just oh, it was man. so lazy. That and what I loved is, I think it was before he said the thing about your 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 wife's in me DMs. Is she walked by in the background <laughs> and and gave him the finger, and then I think he started saying that shit. So like she was she was she was ready to you know. To, to throw some blows on him too like she was going after him too he was taking all the hits that, that night he's such trash man well, I, I yeah. used to like him and then I found out more about him and that, that dude's such trash take, it, take his ass, ass to, to fight the Paul brothers we that's do, why he won't get in the ring with next. we do J King and, and Conor McGregor <laughs> tag team against the Paul brothers <laughs> so he doesn't want me to fight Paul <laughs> All right, you got the number one pick next year. You taking Kenneth Lofton Jr. or Chet Holgram? I'm taking. I'm still a Chet guy, man. Oh, even though he got worked, <sighs> even though he was getting he was getting destroyed. Oh, he had a few few big buckets in the fourth. Yeah, once yeah, no, once uh, once Victor was out. No, he 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 got him the third and fourth foul. Oh, so. That was a bullshit call. I was going to say that he he was very good for them in the fourth, changing uh, you know, like pretty much making them change their shots on defense. But uh, Ivy was so good. Yo, man. Ivy was he's, good, and I, I like that Adam Miller kid. That kid's good. Yeah, yeah, he he's tough. Yeah, is um this is a dumb question probably? Is Kenneth Lofton Jr. Kenny Lofton's kid? No, no, or no, different no. kid. No. Yeah, no. Different you Kenneth know what's Lofton. crazy? Because <laughs> it's like he Jr. Yeah, oh, no. shouts to shouts to the. So his dad's his dad actually I guess was searching the name, uh-huh. and I seen that he was following me. Like, because I told, you know, I tweeted earlier uh, that, you know, you need to feed the Lofton kid. Not on a funny thing, but like, feeding yeah. him in the post. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Yo, man, you he- know, I guess he searched the name and was like basically co-signing it. Yeah. But uh, I, I like that. I mean, I've seen a lot of people saying that that kid should lose weight. And that's actually his strength. He's only 6'7". So, like, using his size is basically what helps him kind of yeah. kill in that in that lower lower block. Because if he, if he drops... 20 to 30 pounds and he's going to have to develop a 15 footer outside of the basket, just, you know, to make it in the next yeah. level. It, it worked could, for Sean May. He could, he could tighten it up but a little bit. I mean, you know, people were worried about Jokic losing weight. People were worried about Jokic losing weight. I think he did okay. I, yeah, I, like, I'm with he's certainly, this kid, you know, this like, kid's kid. he's a kid. He's going to get in shape. Well, what I mean is, look, he's a kid. He's going to get into better shape. Like, just he's a professional athlete. He, he's going to get into better shape. That's not the stuff that I think about. That guy has crazy touch, and his feet are just incredible. Yeah, yeah. And, and to be that quick 
and that big has got to catch people off guard. That I don't know what that guy's going to be. But was it Marcus Thompson I'll tell you. that said in the group chat he's going to be a post-up specialist? He's going to be the, the first post-up specialist <laughs> I'll tell NBA. you what he's going to be. He's going to be a bucket, man. This kid can ball. He was just run the first five plays of the game for yeah, him. Well, he, that's the he, only I guy I want to see that for for the whole the whole tournament. Like he was, he, he won, was him, he won him this game. Yeah, and yeah. he and he's at, he put up twelve and seven as a freshman, fifty six percent from the field. I love Louisiana how much Tech. Kenneth Lofton Jr. talk we've had tonight. We, oh my god, it's amazing. We need a amazing Kenneth Lofton Jr. Giannis segment. was good tonight, but Kenny was was better today. Was all right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Step your game up, Giannis. Exactly. You want to really impress me, Giannis? Play like Kenneth Lofton Jr. Then I'll be impressed. Then I'll believe that you can. You know win who's a got a bag? Yeah. Oh my God, he's got a whole <laughs> duffel bag, man. I love Trick it. Or treat. That's the, Absolutely. Yes. Um, all right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Basket Buds of the Athletic NBA Show on the Athletic Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe to the Athletic. I got mock drafts out right now. Uh, I think once a week until the uh, till the draft on the 29th. So make sure you check those out. Check all the offseason stuff of the Pistons. Kate Cunningham, right? You know, gonna, mm-hmm. gonna maybe be the pick, or maybe they'll trade it away for no one good. Who knows? Who knows? You got to read <laughs> James Edwards' uh, work on the Athletic. Make sure you check out all the. Uh, all the Celtics stuff that they're doing this offseason, are they going to get the good players, Jay? Probably not too many more. Well, that's exciting. So read about the not too many good flexibilities. There you go. Uh, Make sure you check out all the NBA Finals coverage and uh, and everything that you would want to read about sports right there on The Athletic. For Trey, for Jay, for Dave, for James, for Jade, I'm Zach. Keep it locked on The Athletic.